Welcome to another Take 10 with Jen. Get equipped in the supernatural. And now, here's Jen. Welcome back to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. This podcast is being heard around the globe and has charted this week in Finland, Kenya, Nicaragua, Nigeria, and more. Be sure to get this podcast each and every week. Subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with all of your friends. We've been discussing the bad habits that every prophet must break, and during my last podcast, I talked about the bad habit of mixture. When I say mixture in this context, I'm describing prophets that mix their prophetic words from the Holy Spirit with soulish prophecies. Those are spiritual-sounding words conjured from their own imagination, or sometimes they mix it at times with genuine divination. It's a bad habit a terrible habit, and something that every prophet needs to be made aware of. An example is when prophets post prophetic words to social media, actually calling it a prophetic word that is vague, unmeasurable, and not much different from what you would get from a fortune cookie. For example, I read a post on social media that prophesied that you would be debt-free this month. Oh, it was full of responses, people saying amen, I'm in agreement, thank you Jesus, and on and on. Now you know as well as I do that you can't just make a statement like that and say it's the Lord. That might be a prophetic word to an individual, but not to the broader audience. Then there was another post that prophesied to unmarried individuals saying that you will meet your spouse this year. Well, that too had a lot of responses from people who can't discern the real voice of the Holy Spirit from wishful thinking. I can't say this enough. The gift of prophecy is not a joke. You don't play with it. You don't conjure up prophetic words to get attention on social media or to stir things up. We need to have a good biblical definition for the Holy Spirit's gift of prophecy so we can discern and judge prophetic words correctly. The gift of prophecy, when it's really coming from the Holy Spirit, is absolutely powerful. It's life-changing. We want the real deal, and I talk all about this in my book, Prophetic Secrets. You can get your copy of Prophetic Secrets at jenniferevaz.com. Now, right after I released my last podcast, there was yet another post from a prophet who openly slipped into divination. The only reason I'm bringing this out is because prophets who fail to recognize their own humanity and what is happening within their emotions are susceptible to deception just like anybody else. What happened is this minister and prophet communicated on social media that he was a consecrated bishop in the Lord's church and that he pastors a few hundred people. He also emphasized that he has the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, but he also wrote openly how he had just entertained a medium. Now, a medium is someone who contacts and speaks for the dead. These deceased human spirits are actually not human spirits passed on, but they are demons, actually familiar spirits or spirit guides, and this is a form of sorcery. It's very deceptive. The Bible is clear about this practice. In Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 11, it says, There should not be anyone found among you who is a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead. And then Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 31 says to not turn to mediums or necromancers and to not seek them out. This bishop and prophet explained that through this medium who was a woman, 
that his deceased father and grandfather came forward to speak through her to him about their relationship and about their tragic passings. In his words, he said, it gave him peace. He explained that his dad communicated through the medium things that only he and his father would know. And so taking this as some kind of divine confirmation, he then deceived himself that his interaction with the medium was of no consequence. His final remarks were God is good and that he would still be preaching Jesus on Sunday. Now, I could go on and on about how occultic this is, that going to mediums is an offense to God, and the scriptures are clear about this practice. I could also go on and on about familiar spirits, these spirits that attach themselves to families. They're very deceptive. They look like your deceased relatives. They speak like them and say the things that only these relatives would have said. They also demand worship. They demand loyalty. They will interfere with your devotion to Jesus Christ because they won't allow it. What this bishop did is so very wrong and such an example of mixture as I've been saying, but what's the real issue here? What if I told you that his actions are the fruit, they're not the root? I'll say that again. His actions going to a medium, they are the fruit of a deep-seated root. He needs to have something within him uprooted. It appears to me that the real issue and where deception had an open door into this man's life was through unresolved grief. He was grieving. Grief is a horrible thing. And when it goes unresolved, it twists your heart, your thinking, your decisions, and more. He said he believed his actual father and grandfather came forward in matters about their relationship. So something was unresolved there. He said they also spoke through this medium about their tragic passings. That tells me there was a sudden loss of these two important men in this bishop's life and in a way that he couldn't accept. He then said he finally had peace. Only this isn't God's peace, and he doesn't know this is going to cost him all of his peace down the road. Let me interject, and I know these outcomes personally. Not only is it in the Bible, but I've experienced what happens to you when you have an occultic background. That anytime you dabble with the occult, these spirits, actually demons, they consider it covenant. It's like a binding spiritual contract. And based on this agreement, this spiritual alignment, you will be taken over by these spirits. Not only you, but you and your family for generations to come until someone breaks the pact through godly repentance. So the door is open now. And this preacher is going to see a measure of destruction in his life and in his mind until he repents for his idolatry, until he repents for going to a medium. And through this genuine and godly repentance actually shuts the door to these demonic powers that he's given himself over to. I want to reemphasize, however, that it was unresolved grief that drove his sinful decision. He needed God's peace. He needed God's resolution internally, but he went looking for it in the wrong place. This man, he needs inner healing. He needs his broken heart and unresolved pain to be healed by God, who is the master healer of all things broken, including our hearts. He also needs deliverance now. There is a wide open door to the occult and familiar spirits in his life. And as a minister, as one who oversees the spiritual growth of people, his agreement with the occult will impact and even endanger the people in his congregation. It's like releasing a polluted, toxic river over the hearts of people. Sunday after Sunday, and it's going to affect them badly. 
Paul stated that Jesus, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. That's Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Inner healing and deliverance, they always go together because demons enter in and oppress wherever we give them access. And this happens when we get wounded and we get deceived and we start believing and entertaining lies. I've said this for years, that everyone, including Christians, even prophets, they need inner healing and deliverance. If you want to be in ministry and last, you have to work on your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of the heart flows the issues of life. That's Proverbs chapter 4, verse 24. And whatever you believe in your heart, that is the way your life is going to go. God also instructs us to worship him wholeheartedly. You might want to do that, but you're going to fail to do that unless your heart is whole. You won't have the heart for it. You won't be able to carry full worship or even full obedience. And so God is helping us to understand the importance of having a whole heart. Jesus was broken for your broken heart. He knows how to restore you from grief, sorrow, pain, even worse. I know this journey of healing so well. I want to encourage you then to read my best-selling book, The Inner Healing and Deliverance Handbook. My story is very severe, actually considered impossible to recover from. But God's word is true. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. John chapter 8, verse 36, and he is our healer. And my book is available at jenniferevaz.com. We ship from the USA and Australia. It's also available as an ebook in Kindle, and in audio. And I'm going to speak into this topic even more in the coming weeks, inner healing and deliverance. It's time to take the journey to get whole. Amen? Well, thanks for listening to Take 10 with Jen, a supernatural podcast. Help me to get this podcast and other resources around the globe. Go to jenniferevaz.com and just hit the Gib tab. Thanks again for listening to Take 10 with Jen. For more resources and to become a partner, visit us at jenniferevaz.com. 